Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Patch Butler here with Nate Haller, Pick and Roll Report. We're back. Um, we got an exciting episode, but uh, we just wrapped up a great evening at Buffalo Wild Wings, yes. 60 Cent Wing Night. Um, and to make the night even more exciting, Xavier didn't blow it at the end and got another quadrant win. Quadrant Qu- one win. Najee Marshall with 31 points. Three straight career highs. Yep. Tyreek Jones stuffed the stat sheet with 11, 10, 4, and 2. It's just a good. It's just a good night. It's a good night to be to be a Pick and Roll fan. A Xavier fan. Movie fan. Movie fan. FCC um, fan. I mean, honestly, we got a lot of great content. We got, uh, we got some good NBA with Devin Booker um, and the Pacers, and we got some splendid Ty Sponseller interview talking about his mm-hmm. move to Elon, as well as what the movie life is like down there, and mm-hmm. some new movies out, yeah, some we, Netflix we, movies. We talk about the Pixar list uh, Chainer and Sam Taylor just put out. Uh, I don't know if y'all are listening, but shout out to you guys for doing that. Um, and then we go into FC Cincinnati's first uh, MLS season. It kicks off this Saturday night, and we're going to give a little uh, preview of the season, what's to come, what the schedule's looking like, starting lineup, mm-hmm. anything like that before mm-hmm. we kick off uh, our run to the MLS Cup. Um, so tune in. We hope you guys enjoy. But first, Gus Johnson. Holloway, 11 to go. Holloway kicks it out. Crawford, 8. Crawford's got a hurry. Up. start off the show with the uh, a little bit of NBA, a little basketball. Yes. We're going to depth about Devin Booker. Um, is he is he a franchise player? Is he is a he, franchise player? Is he or a not? superstar? Is he an all star? What is he? You know, mm-hmm. that's the question. Um, you know, then we we'll go answer on, it. We, we will answer it. Uh, then we go into a little uh, talk about some one of the most intriguing teams this season, mm-hmm. the Indiana Pacers. We talk about how they've been able to um, keep that three seed. Um, talk a little bit about the Lakers and their playoff hopes. Um, as well as just Xavier and making the tournament. Um, yeah. Surprised? Huh. I'm not. Don't be. Yeah, exactly. All right. But, uh, you know, make sure you tune in. Devin Booker conversation's pretty lit. Um, we talk a lot about uh, Miles Turner and DeMontis Sabonis. Going a little tangent about LeBron, because, of course. We have to. Um, but, you know, check it out. All right, Nate. Uh, so Devin Booker, guy that I love. Um, on a team that nobody even knows is in the NBA. The Phoenix Suns, one of the most irrelevant franchises in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, however, they have a 22-year-old stud, Devin Booker. Um, before we go into like any argument, debate, stats, anything, what's mm-hmm. your just initial thought on Devin Booker? You just give me like three words you, that you... Three that, words? That come to head. When... That come to head? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I would say shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't, I can only think of one other word, which is why I wanted to do this uh-huh. topic, which is uh, mysterious. Okay. I just don't know. I don't know who. I don't know what kind of player he is. That's why I wanted to do this. Uh, I want to talk about Devin. Devin here. Um, you know, I started seeing all these Twitter things pop up about his record as a son, uh, basically talking about how he's not a franchise player. Um, Patch, initial thoughts on that. Do you think he's a franchise player? Yeah. You do? Yeah. What do you? What would you define as like a franchise player? Somebody who can contend? 
you with, can contend with as your best with, player? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. All right. See, I think I think that I disagree with that. That a contender is no that that he is a franchise player. Okay. So after. do you think? Just let me tell you. Do you think Carlin C. Towns is a franchise player? No. Okay. Then that's fine. Yeah. I that's I respect that Thank completely. You. Thank you. Um, but I do think Devin Booker is. I mean, the dude's only twenty two years old. No, he's you're right. young. Um, my three words would be uh, bucket getter, and uh, that's that's two of the three. And then would the third word would be elite. Um, the dude's an elite scorer. He is a bona fide bucket getter. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's the fourth youngest player to one thousand behind LeBron, Kevin Durant, and Kobe. Um, so he's obviously a stud there. I don't know if Doncic came in and beat him out on that as the youngest or second youngest. So he might be in the might be the fifth. You know, I don't know how how it's working. But the thing for me is like. Carl Anthony Towns. Pe- a lot of people think he's a franchise player. Yeah, well, and on that like GM draft, like they a year said ago, people would, took him like top five or maybe one. one. Yeah. Yeah. So for Crazy. me, it was like Carl Anthony Towns before, like when he was the first pick, they became a top five pick the year after. Let's they were say that one more time. After Carl Anthony Towns, mm-hmm. they were what? Well, what pick were they? I don't know. They were was, relatively high. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. They were in the lottery for uh-huh. sure. Um, before Jimmy Butler, uh, they were definitely not a playoff team. Hadn't been a playoff team without. They haven't been a playoff team without Jimmy Butler before Kevin Garnett. So it's Kevin Garnett, no playoffs, Jimmy Butler, and a lot of people think Carl Anthony Towns is is a franchise player. Franchise player, but I mean he's got guys like Wiggins around him. Wiggins is a stud. I mean can be. Jeff Teague mm-hmm. um, had Jimmy Butler last year, and for part of it, well, kind of. Not really. Derek, Derek Rose, yeah. Rose, Taj Gibson. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, they have some good players. Devin Booker's team is just garbage. You're the right. Suns GM right. is garbage. Mm-hmm. And for me, like, Devin Booker has suffered from being on a horribly run team. And that's why he is... I mean, I would agree that he's very mysterious because you don't know if he's just getting 25 a night because their team is that bad and yeah. he's the only option they have. Or if he can actually just, like be that guy every single night. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, every other team can be like, oh, we'll let Devin Booker score as much as he wants because nobody else on their team can score besides... Yeah. Um, I don't even know who can score. Like, their team's just bad. I mean, the, I'll just go through... This is this was my research for this Suns team. So, on average, their team, if you take out Jamal Crawford, who doesn't really play at all, their team averages 2.7 years of experience. So they're obviously, I would say, the youngest team in the NBA led by a 22-year-old. Um, the only t- team that's, like, doing well with being led by young guys is the Bucks and the Pelicans when Anthony Davis is actually playing and not getting traded. Um, so their draft picks. Nuggets. Jokic, that's yep. fair. But and they Murray. also have, like... I know they have Murray and Jokic, but they're both really Harris, young. And Gary Harris and, like... But they're all really young. But they're all really, like, good young. Yeah, they're not T.J. Warren. No, I... Second, second best. You no, can win with young players. You can if you have a good amount of them. I mean, one of them is a superstar, which I think that Devin Booker can be and is very close to. So the 2016 draft. Angelo Russell, Nets. They have the best center in the league, according to Mitch Butler, Jared Allen. Um, best rim protector. I, I I wouldn't deny that. But I don't know I if mean, I believe that, but he's got some sweet Some blocks. foreshadowing of the best rim protectors actually on a team that we'll talk about later. Um, but Agreed. 2016 kind of. uh, NBA draft, the Suns took Scalabi Sierra with the 28th pick. 
Georgie's Poppy Giannis with a th- 13th pick and Dragon Bender with the 4th pick. They ch- ended up trading Scal and Poppy Giannis for Marquise Chris, which was a horrible trade anyway. Marquise Chris, Chris is just not good. Poppy Giannis is not even in the league anymore. Um, Dragon Bender gets virtually no minutes for this team. So the 2016 draft, complete bust for the Suns, just a garbage draft. Poppy Giannis is playing for Panathinaikos. Panathinaikos. Sure. It's like a Greek team, right? Yeah, Greek team. Yeah. Um, 2017, they took Josh Jackson, who, in my opinion, at this time, I thought this was a bad pick for the Suns. I thought when the Celtics were talking about taking him third, I was like, that's a horrible pick. Um, I thought a guy like Buddy Heald would have fit perfectly with Devin Booker, just two bona fide scorer and guards. Um, and then in the last draft, they took Zaire Smith and traded him for Michael Bridges, and they took DeAndre Ayton. So the one thing that I'm going to say here is uh, the Suns have not drafted a point guard. And, yeah, that's true. Um, while trading away Eric Bledsoe, cutting Tyler Eulis, I don't even know if they have like a real point guard on their roster. I don't even know who starts a point guard for them. They traded Alfred Payton. They traded like virtually everyone that that's been a point guard. And Devin Booker is a like he can create his own shot, but he's also better at catch and shoot. He's a catch and shoot guy, similar to Clay Thompson. Like they're both just volume shooters that they get buckets pretty like when they catch and shoot. I'm I would bet my money that it's going in. Um, so for me, like they're not getting a guard who can go in create and get Devin Booker a catch and shoot kind of opportunity. However, I mean, if you're going to have Devin Booker be your main man, you, that's fine, but you also need to surround him with some talent. Um, the best player he's had in his career would be Eric Bledsoe, who um, 2015 to 2017 played 97 total games. So in three seasons, 97 games, not very good. He was mm-hmm. traded halfway through the one season, was hurt for the other half of another, and played maybe 60 games in each in one season. Um, so not good. Um, and then you got T.J. Warren, who, I mean, he's a pretty underrated, like, not-known guy that's that gets buckets. He's pretty mm-hmm. good, but he's just not a – he can't be your number two guy if you want to make the playoffs ever. No, yeah. Um, the Suns GM, like, called out by that old lady for not making any trades, any moves, and, like, she's so right. <laughs> no, she is right. Worst, they need a point guard. They need a point guard. They have a good good center. Um, Aiden's good. He's playing phenomenal well, this year. the thing is they don't have any pieces anybody wants. I mean, they can't they make can, any trades. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't remember a team drafting this poorly for a stretch of years. Like I can't recall. I mean, Dragon Bender at four. Dragon, yeah, I know. And Papa Giannis, and I mean, they uh, traded him for Marquise Chris, who is now on the Rockets. Who's now on the Cavs? No, sorry, Rockets. Is it? Wait, he's on the Cavs now. He's on the Cavs. Yeah. Okay. Who was picked ninth? So they had the fourth pick and the ninth pick, neither of which are relevant. Yeah. Um, then they had the fourth pick, who is a bench player. Does he start, Josh Jackson? Uh, nobody I knows. Watched the Suns game. Nobody cares. I think I watched the opening night against the Mavs, and then I haven't watched him since. So. so a guy that I compared Devin Booker to was Damian Lillard. Okay. Um, they're both just like Damian Lillard might be just like he's just cash. He's a great scorer, and and I think Devin Booker similar to him in that kind of playing style. So in through four seasons. Damian Lillard's first four seasons, he was 21 points, six uh, assists, four rebounds, 55% shooting, mm-hmm. 19 player efficiency rate. Mm-hmm. Devin Booker threw four seasons, 20 points, four rebounds, or four assists, three rebounds, 55% shooting, 16 player efficiency rate. So a little less ef- efficient, but uh, I mean, virtually, I would say the same stats. But the one difference between those four years is Damian Lillard had CJ McCollum or LaMarcus Aldridge and was able to make the playoffs. Devin Booker's best player was either. 
Eric Bledsoe, mm-hmm. TJ Warren, or DeAndre Ayton at this point, mm-hmm. which is um, Aldridge was an all-star and all-NBA player in his first three years. He was in his prime. Um, you got guys like CJ McCollum, Nicholas Batum, and Wes Matthews, who were also his teammates, just like studs. These guys are all better than the second-best player on the Suns besides yeah. maybe DeAndre Ayton. So. No, I, I definitely agree. Um, so I kind of was, you know, you took the you took the the uh, perspective of trying to, you know, defend Booker and and say why he more is. of not like defend him, but just point out the fact that no, yeah, the GM's bad and that's why the team's bad mm-hmm. rather than blame Booker. I think Booker can be to blame. I had one other stat actually, so that well two, so they had four coaches in five years, so like yeah. systems changing, and then the other thing. Um, where, where, where did I put it? Um, I want to say, here, I have it on here. The Suns are 1-11 when Devin Booker is a playmaker type of player. So when he has 7 or more assists, they're 1-11 last season. Hmm. And when he scored 30 or more, they had the highest win percentage um, of the whole season. You ready for this one? Sure. They were 9-13. Oh. Yeah, so, I mean, they're at their best when That's he's... That's like playoff contention. Half of their, oh, almost half of their game. So they won 21 games mm-hmm. last year. Almost half of them were won when Devin Booker was able to score 30. And when he was uh, passing the ball and giving it to his teammates and creating for them, they were garbage. Yeah. One in 11. Like, that's horrible. And so for me, it's just his teammates aren't good enough to help him out. Um, mm-hmm. The GMs needs to be gone. They're they're just a bad organization. They're getting ready to move. All right. But, I, f- I feel that. But I, I agree. I, I agree. The, the Suns are a terrible organization. Um I do like then, the word mystery, though. That's yeah. a very good word to describe Devin Booker. So, I I I want to look at some advanced stats here. Uh-huh. Okay, so I I looked up Devin Booker's offensive rating, defensive rating, and, and win shares. Yeah. Okay, so his offensive rating is one hundred seven. The league average is one hundred ten. Now that's just an average, not like right of the best players or whatever. The entire league, his defensive rating is one hundred eighteen, which is like not anywhere even close to the top. Now, you're right, some of this definitely stems from his team, team and how bad, bad they are. Um, and his win shares for 48 minutes is .056, and the league average is .1. So his most similar comparisons based on advanced stats up, up to this point in his career are Iman Shumpert and Jonathan Simmons. So I just found that really intriguing. But, you know, of course I wanted to take into effect, um, you know, they're not – the team stinks, whatever. Yeah. So, so I so first I looked at somebody who is averaging similar numbers to him on a bad team this year. So is that, I looked at Zach Levine. Okay, he's averaging like twenty five, I think. Uh, his offensive rating is one hundred six, so a little worse. Defensive rating one fourteen, a little bit better. Um, win shares point six five. So like based on advanced stats, like that's who Devin Booker is right now. Zach Levine, a bit a player like that, like a good player, but you know not a. Not a franchise player, and then I was like, I really want to compare. I like. I want. I want to know more. I want to say, okay, how do these two guys compare to players that have maybe some borderline superstars who have been on really bad teams, um, but now we consider them, you know, superstars. So I looked at 2015-2016 Demarcus Cousins. Okay, mm-hmm. he his win shares were .122 above the league average, and his offensive rating was 103 which is pretty low, but his defensive rating was also 103. But that offensive rating also, because he was in the league, may have not made that jump to the quick, fast-paced offense that it is now. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's three years ago. They were definitely playing pretty pretty high, fast-paced. I mean, that's, the Warriors won the title that year. They were shooting threes. 
And then I looked at 2016-2017 uh, Kemba Walker. I looked the the I think the um, Hornets won like 35 games that year, which is def they're better than the Suns. But um, his win shares were point one four two, offensive rating of one thirteen, defensive rating of one eleven, and Kemba's player comparisons up to this point are Mike Conley and Clay Thompson. So, um, you know, I I don't really know what to do with that because the Suns are so bad. But I just thought that was a really interesting, um, just to see how really the advanced stats don't really favor Booker uh, either at this point. Yeah, the advanced stats definitely don't. The one thing that gets me for him is he's 22 years old. No, you, yeah, absolutely. So that's what's like, like if he was 25 or whatever, like Zach Levine mm -hmm. on a bad team doing putting up good numbers, I'd be like. Oh, this guy's not not yeah. good. Not a franchise player. He's twenty two. He has a lot of time to uh, to grow no, and uh, learn. I'm gonna pull up one thing. Um, they have the on off. I, I want to say he's like their offensive rating on versus when he's off the court on on this. So, I mean, their offense is better um, by like a one point. Yeah, it's not. It's it wasn't, not like I remember looking. It wasn't significantly better, um, but I'm pretty sure their defense is definitely worse mm -hmm. with him on. Um, yeah, the opponent's offensive rating is better when he's on the court. Yeah. So I, so I, I'm like, you know, it's like you said, it's super early, but I just wanted to like dive into it and see what I think that at. it's fair. Like after this season, I think he's going to be under a ton of scrutiny after that contract yeah. extension he just signed. He's not going to be some young little guy anymore. He's put up 25 points for three straight seasons. He's going to be mm -hmm. expected to, to make but, some noise. But also what I was think, what I was, what's really interesting to me is how, you know, how good of a player will will we say that Kemba Walker is at the end of his career if he never wins a playoff series? Or how would the narr how would the narrative on uh, Boogie be different right now if he never would have joined the Pelicans or if he would have stayed with the Kings and they and they continue to be horrible, you know what I mean? Right. Because like Devin, you put Devin Booker I think he's a good player. I think he's a really good player. I mean if you put him on a good team right now, like He's going to help them a ton, right? Obviously, but uh, so I just think. Do you think just, he can be the number one guy I on a championship absolutely team? Absolutely not. No. I don't think he ever will get to that point. I don't think that's he my will. prediction, but I, I mean, would, obviously, guys, I would say there's no chance jumps. unless um, DeAndre Ayton steps up. I mean, they're going to have a top pick. Mm -hmm. I mean, if they're smart, they. I mean, your NBA legacy is really all about, at the end of the day, who you play with, honestly. and who you can be paired with, because I think there's only one guy. Uh, that has ever played the game where you can put any four NBA players around him and he can win some playoff series. Dirk? No. LeBron. Dirk has been able to do no, it. No, he had a really good – he had some really good players around him that year. They weren't really good. He was the worst team and he carried. No, they were not the worst team. They were worse than the Worse, Heat. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But they, they had some they had some studs. Like, I would say they had some studs. Yeah. Nothing crazy. No, but – I think Durant and Giannis are close, but not there yet. Don't think Those are the, you think LeBron's the only one you can put guys around, and they. I mean, to like, if LeBron's they, on the Suns, okay, it's if LeBron's on the Suns, they're not making the playoffs. In the West, they're not. You're probably. I mean, yeah, you're probably right, but they're not going to be the worst team in the NBA. But they're not going to make the playoffs. They, I think, they would contend for a playoff spot. I don't think so. The Lakers are barely contending for a playoff spot, and they have. Kuzma I mean, yeah. And Ingram. Let's 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 not forget LeBron got hurt for twenty games, and they were fourth. So let's. I mean, that's so fine. They, if LeBron's on healthy Suns right now, they might be about five hundred. 
Who who's gonna do anything besides LeBron? It doesn't matter, dude. How does it not matter? Because LeBron's done this before with with teams. With like who the he's o, had better. Oh seven. Okay, yeah. Cavs when the East was pretty darn good. Right. That's the, yeah. That's the one. Time. So he's done it before, is what I'm saying. Okay, that's fine. But he's older now. Yeah. Okay. He's not as athletic. He can't like just better shooter. He wasn't shooting forty percent from three fair. back. He is a better day. shooter. Yeah. He's also lazy on defense. You're right. <laughs> one opponents one of ten on LeBron and forced ten turnovers, but LeBron can't play defense. Yeah. No, but I mean, I just don't think they're even. They're not even competing for one. Obviously, yeah, they are. I don't think so. LeBron makes you an automatic playoff contender, no matter who you're playing against. I mean, sure, they can team. contend for a spot, but I'm gonna bet all my money that they don't get one. That's fine. I'm just saying, LeBron's the only guy that that can do that, though. In our lifetime, that In we've ever. seen. You don't think well, Jordan could? No, he he proved he couldn't. I mean, that's without Pippen, he couldn't. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, he made the playoffs. They made it. Yeah. Agreed. I didn't win. Ever. All I know is I've seen LeBron do it. So, yeah, and I've never seen anyone else do it. I don't think anyone else can. I don't know. I think people can. I mean, like, I think KD could. I mean, you saw Russ in the Thunder last year. Yeah, they they didn't or win not two years ago. They were not like irrelevant. They were playing. Yeah, okay. for I'm talking about like bad teams. Though. Like he had Stephen Adams. Like that alone is like better than anyone LeBron had on. That O four whatever team and then and I think or, or oh seven sorry I mean yeah I just think I don't know that's tough I think there's got to be players out there that could if you go in the East yeah if LeBron's on the East yeah I mean yeah if Durant's Durant's could. I mean the Magic are gonna make the playoffs yeah it's a good squad no it's not Devin Booker's not a franchise player I I believe he is bro I really do I think that he can be I mean, he's 22 years old, dude. I know. I mean, like, Giannis two years ago? What were you saying about Giannis two years ago? You were not saying this dude is a franchise player. I know. I, I, I This is my prediction. I, I'm not saying you're going to be wrong yeah. or going to be right. I'm just saying, yeah. like... I, can, I understand. It's really early. It is like so insanely early. insanely early. Yeah. It'd be like saying Ben Simmons isn't a franchise player. I mean, I personally think that I can 100% say he's not going to be because he can't shoot a three or a jump shot to save his life. Um, but... Like, I don't think... Like, Ben Simmons, he's, what, 21, 22? Mm-hmm. He, he can't be the best player on your team and, and win. I mean, he can't even be the fourth best player on your team and your team's not winning. Yeah, I mean, I say that very tentatively, that Booker's not because he is 22, but... Um, but, yeah, just... I just love Devin Booker. Yeah, I don't, really, I don't really like him that much after he got all hype about scoring 70 and losing. I mean, so. you wouldn't be hype about scoring 70. Not if I lost. I mean, your team loses every night. <laughs> well, that's... He also also he said he was done not done missing the playoffs before this year started. So what can he do, bro? No, I'm just saying, don't say that. And then I mean, why would you expect him to go into the season? Yep, we're gonna miss the playoffs again. No, but that's like Alshon Jeffrey on the Bears three years ago saying we're gonna make the Super Bowl. Like you can say I I'm confident in my team and we're and I think we can be good this year, but like that's one thing. But don't say don't say outlandish stuff. I mean. I believed in him before the season. Like, Tatum just guaranteed uh, the, the, that the Celtics are going to play in the finals. Like, that's something you can guarantee, like, that you know is going to happen. That's just irrelevant. They're not even going to make it past the semifinal. Yes, they are. No. All right. I think that's enough about Devin Booker. All right, that's fine. We'll talk about uh, another favorite player of mine, uh, DeMontis Sabonis. Sabonis land. And the Pacers. Um, so, Nate, the Pacers have been able to hold on to that three seed pretty tight 
since the loss of Victor Oladipo. Um, one of those games. They haven't had Oladipo for a lot of the season. He was hurt uh, earlier too. For yes, like fifteen games, I think. So he uh, once he went out, a guy named Edmund Summers stepped up for a game, dropped seventeen on six for eight shooting. Didn't they lose that game? No, they, they won. won that they game. beat the Lakers by the Lakers. forty. Yo, with yeah, Edmund Sumner. That was the the great. Um, but so. Debacle. What are your thoughts on like how have the Pacers been able to maintain this spot? At three, with teams like the Sixers, the Celtics trailing them by, what, two, th- two, two one and a game? Two, or, sorry, game one, and a half. Game and a half, and the Celtics are? 37-25. They're yeah. only a game and a half. And oh, the sorry. They're, Sixers are one game? Sixers are a game and a half. Celtics are three games behind. Okay. Um, I mean, honestly, they're, like, so they're lucky the Celtics aren't winning. Same with the Sixers. I mean, the Sixers are... No, they're. I mean, they're good, but yeah, okay. but they're like six and four in the last ten. So it's not like either of these teams is behind them is is on a tear. I think Brooklyn's too far to to catch them at this point. So, um, you know, obviously the Sixers and Celtics struggling a little bit has helped them out a ton. Um, I mean, Miles Turner is playing like a like a borderline All Star at this point. Uh, he should be in the discussion for Defensive Player of the Year in my opinion. He's averaging two point seven blocks a game. Uh, I think he's shooting around 40% from three. I don't know if I'm right on that. 41%. 41%, yeah. So, uh, I mean, he's playing out of his mind. Sabonis is is leading the team in player efficiency rating. Um, he's a great player. So I think, you know, those two guys signing Wes Matthews. Bad move. Edmund doesn't start. I know. Bad for the pick and roll. Good for the Pacers. Probably good for the Pacers. Um, yeah, I don't know. I know you're... Gotta mention the, the schedule. Yeah, so I mean, it's impressive that they're still been able to hold on to it, losing their best player by like their best player by a mile. Mm-hmm. Um, he led their team last year, led them this year. But in all honesty, they've played three teams over five hundred. Um, and they only beat the Clippers. They did beat the Clippers pretty handily in that game. Um, however, they lost to the Bucks and Warriors, and they've played thirteen teams that have been under five hundred or mm-hmm. exactly at five hundred when they played. Um, so of the 16 games they've had without Oladipo since he's been season ended, since the season ended, they've only had to play three um, teams that have currently been in the playoff like like playoff picture. Picture. I I wouldn't say picture because I'd say some of these under 500 teams uh, probably only one is actually going to make the playoffs, yeah. which is the Lakers. Um, but it's just like they they have had an easy schedule and they've benefited from that, which is huge for them. Um, they do have a tough schedule coming up, so I, I would, I would like them to hold on to that three seed because I think the Pacers versus the Nets is probably the most intriguing playoff situation. That would be a fun series. That'd be there's a really two fun playoff series. Situ- series that I want to see, and it's the Pacers versus the Nets and the Nuggets versus the Lakers. Those are the only two that I really would care about. Um, the Bucks are either going to wax the Magic or wax the Hornets. Um, I mean, Boston Philly is going to be a just uh, Boston's going to blow them out of the water. That's my prediction. I think that. Philly's just processing. I mean, Boston's just going to destroy them. Um, I mean, the Magic, I, maybe they're not that uh, easy of, as I'm writing them off. Uh, they just beat the Warriors by seven. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're actually a joke. Um, but, I mean, Nate, what do you think about this this Nets versus Pacers? So the, so I agree that that's one of the playoff series I would love to see. Um, I, I mean, it would be a fun series. I think the Pacers actually – could win that series. I mean, uh, definitely. Yeah, I mean, both teams have a good would have a good shot. I think that's uh, a seven gamer for yeah, sure. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun, like like you said. Um, 
I'm just really I'm just hyped to watch Russell in the play do do Russell do in the Russell, playoffs. Is he, he the most improved player in your opinion, or is it Pascal Siakam, or is it Montrezl Harrell? I'm or, still going with what I picked mid season, Buddy Hill. That's fair. That's fine. I'm still sticking with D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell. looking better every yeah, single day. That's a, I mean, you, he'll probably win. Him or Siakam will probably win. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, if I think the Nets had to play any team that they could possibly – like, they're not going to be able to play the Bucks or the Raptors in the first round. Um, but I think if they were able to play either the Sixers or the Pacers, they would, they're going to advance to the second round. Um, I'm firmly yeah. confident in the Nets to be a second-round playoff team. Um, I'd love to see him go at the the Raptors. Did you see Karis LeVert in his bobblehead night? Yeah, zero, zero points. points in yes. twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, not not a good look. Um, but D'Angelo Russell's fun to watch. Oh, he's. I used to hate that guy. Honestly, I thought he was just a total scumbag. So the Pacers they just beat uh, the Timberwolves tonight. Good. I mean, the Timberwolves are irrelevant. They're one of my least favorite teams ever. Bojan, thirty-seven points. Oh, that's another thing I need to bring up. Oh, we didn't mention him. He Bojan Bogdanovic, after Oladipo going out. 21 points per game, 50% from the field, 40% from three. Mm-hmm. And then, so he obviously increased his numbers. And then the West Matthews edition, he's going for 15, 2, and 3 a night. So, I mean, they've made up for Oladipo going out yeah. by Bojan playing um, incredible basketball. Miles Turner stepped up his game. He finally got a little stronger. Um, I always thought he was a little bit soft, but this season he's kind of proved me wrong. Um, and then Wes Matthews, obviously, is a he's a good – I mean, he's a starter on any team, most teams in the league, I'd say. Um, yeah, he, half or most, close. Probably over half. Yeah. Depending you know, on – I mean, there's yeah. not, like, a ton of elite you're shooting right. guards in you're the right. league, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, the Pacers, I, I I think they're going to hold on to that three seed unless – The Pacers they are 41-22. Like, that's a that's a. They're already really above 500 lock for the season. I mean, with your best player going out for over 20 – over – it's going to end up being over like 40, 40 games. Over, half, over half the season, you're able to win half of your games. I mean, that's that's pretty solid without the best player on your team, your leader, your your like leading scorer, your best defender um, mm-hmm. on ball. So with any with it with uh, Indiana being a small market team, and obviously your All Depot's your guy, right? right? Who you're probably not going to be able to keep Sabonis and Turner. So who would you keep? Uh, me, I, I personally, like, when we talked about this, like, what we were thinking right away, for me, it was just, like, Sabonis, Sabonis no doubt about it in my mind. I love, love Sabonis. Sabonis. I'm not even thinking about Miles Turner. Then I looked into it. Dude, Miles Turner and is I'm like, stuff. you can't not pick Miles Turner. The dude's leading yep. the league in blocks with 2.7. Um, well, his defense has just been incredible this he year. He doesn't score. He's, I mean, he's one point less than Sabonis. Um, on less minutes. He mm-hmm. has less rebounds than Sabonis and less assists. So his like stats are technically worse. But Sabonis, zero, around zero blocks his whole career. The dude's not a rim protector at all. Not like a... I mean, I'm sure he can play defense, but he's not a rim protector at all. Sabonis only really scores from in close. It said like 98% of his shots were from two feet or away. Yeah, yeah. And he's shooting 61%. Um, Turner can shoot the three. Um, I think he's very versatile in the pick and roll or pick and pop, whatever you want to run with him. Mm-hmm. Um and, uh, I mean, like, being a rim protector that can shoot threes is, like, exactly what the NBA is going towards. So, right. Um, and they're both actually 22 years old, and maybe Turner's 30 days older than him or something like yeah. that. But for me, it's 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 definitely Miles Turner, even though I want it to be Sabonis so bad. Yeah, I think you go Turner. I think just because a guy like that is – that can protect the rim, like you said, and shoot threes just doesn't come around very often. Right. So just, just that alone um, – is why I would pick Turner. 
Yeah, I mean, Sabonis is he's good, but does he even start yet for them? No, he comes off the bench. That's what I thought. Yeah. So, they I still mean, start. They still, oh. Thad Young. Thad Young, yeah. I mean, you're going to have to keep your starter, I'd say, especially a dude Probably. that's going to lead mm-hmm. the league in blocks this year. So then, okay, the question is, do you trade one? No. No? no. You probably do. When's their contracts up? I, I don't mean, know. I'm just saying. Gotta, not right now. I'm saying, but, like, final year? I mean, you don't to, think... Try to trade them? Sabonis? You think Sabonis is going to want, like, big money somewhere? I think you could be able to probably sign both. But I don't think that's your move if you want to win a title. Like, right. But I don't know who else you're going to... Get, I mean, you probably go for somebody in free agency like a forward or like, like a small. I mean, forward. yeah, you need a small forward yeah. for sure, or a point guard that's not Darren Collison. I mean, well, if Bojan's gonna put up thirty-seven, then right. Um, but yeah, I mean, Turner's the the easy choice. At first, it to me it was like no question, Demontis Demo- Sabonis. Demontis Sabonis. Domas, baby. Um, but you know, when you really look at it, Turner's just better than him. Yeah. So. You got anything got a, else? Yeah, you got any other oh, NBA stuff NBA that's stuff? crushing your mind? So, Nate, uh, um, D-Wade is awesome. D-Wade is awesome. I love the hair, first yeah, of all. Pretty but, cool hair. Um, so it's February 28th. The that Lakers is. are one game behind the Kings, mm. and they are, I believe, what, two and a half behind the Spurs for a playoff spot? Uh, maybe three? They, they're three games behind the Spurs, who are in seventh, three games behind the Clippers, who are in eighth, and one game behind the Kings, who are in ninth. ninth. So lock it in right now, 944 on February 28th. Are the Lakers making the playoffs or no? Yes, they are. You know, I flipped, I've flipped back and forth over the past couple couple days, few days, thinking about whether I thought the Lakers were going to make the playoffs. Um, but, you know, I'm not going to – I'm not going to – I'm going to play the numbers and I'm not going to bet against LeBron, so – that's a, always a safe bet. Yeah. For me, um, these past few games, Kuzma and Ingram have been stepping it up big time. Seems like LeBron kind of really called him, not like called him out in the media, but like kind of talked to him and said, hey, um, everyone around us is a bunch of scrubs. Uh, it's just us three, so we're going to have to put up 20-plus a night, and that's going to be what we need to win. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're looking good. They just came off a, a win against the half-Anthony Davis Pelicans. The Davis Pelicans um, or the Anthony Pelicans, or whatever you want. yeah. The New Orleans Davis or the Anthony Pelicans, you pref- whatever you prefer. Um, but uh, a win's a win, and the Kings lost to the Bucks in overtime. That was the first Bucks overtime win this season. They're o- they were zero two before. Just a little quick shout out to the Bucks there. Yeah, cool. Um, but I'm lo- I mean, I I haven't lost faith in the Lakers making the playoffs this whole season, um, no matter what's gone on. I mean, after the Memphis game. Like the Lakers were four games out, and everyone's like, Lakers are done. No chance to make the playoffs. LeBron's horrible. You can't even make the playoffs in the West. And I'm like, there's 21 games left. What are you talking about? Yeah, it's yeah, LeBron. Yeah. Like, he can win nine in a row. Like, you don't know what's going to happen. Right. And LeBron is LeBron, and he's going to make it. I, I have no doubt in my mind. And I'm going to go on record to say this. I'll even tweet it at Old Takes Exposed. If the Lakers get the 18 and they play, play the Nuggets in round one, it's not going more than six games. And the Lakers are just a dominant. No, you're right. The Lakers. If the Lakers make the playoffs and they don't have to play the Warriors until the Western Conference Finals, they are going to the Western Conference Finals. Yes. I really LeBron don't even care. He's going to score 40. And, Zero dark 30 LeBron. And, like, we haven't even seen playoff Kuzma or playoff Ingram. Yeah. And they have playoff Rondo. <laughs> oh, true. Like, get out of here. Like, playoff Rondo on the Bulls himself almost knocked off the Celtics with Isaiah Thomas. Eight versus one. Like, yeah. they almost swept him. It was 2-0. Right. And then Rondo broke his fingers out for the series and the Celtics went four straight. Um What's the factor there? Rondo. I mean, Rondo in the playoffs is a different breed. The dude is just a savage. Um, 
I mean, the Nuggets would just get obliterated. Honestly, <laughs> I think I would. I wouldn't be shocked if it was a four, a eight sweeping a one. I wouldn't be shocked by any means. Dude, nothing with LeBron would shock me at all. I, I like. I want him to get the eight seed, and I want. All the late, like all these fans. Oh, LeBron barely made the playoffs. LeBron barely made the playoffs, dude. He will absolutely destroy the Denver Nuggets. They have zero percent chance. Can I, can I, didn't Kobe miss the playoffs in his prime? Uh, yeah, yeah, he did. Okay, thank you. Yeah, that's what I thought. All these Kobe fans out there. Um, yeah, Kobe also uh, has never won a playoff series without a All NBA center. That's true. He lost to the Suns. Yep. Which we just talked about was the worst organization in <laughs> basketball, um, but Kobe without a All NBA, All NBA, so he's Not one of all-star. the top three centers in the league, voted on by the media and coaches. Um, never, never won a playoff series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Imagine if Devin Booker could have an All NBA center. That's he all might, I'm saying. He might win a playoff series. That's all I'm saying. So I want to put one more thing on the record here. Let's put it on. Celtics have been struggling. They, they, they have. They, yeah, it sounds like have. there's some beef in the. Beef, you know. I think beefy, don't beef. believe everything the media says. Never. I talked to my guy TJ last night, um, so I'm I'm gonna put on the record right now. The Celtics will be playing in the finals this year. I really don't have much doubt about that at this point. I honestly would say the same thing about the Bucks. I have no doubt. I haven't well, seen a team we'll that see can, I haven't seen a team that can beat them in seven games. Even the Warriors. I haven't seen a team that can beat them in seven games. I mean. I haven't seen him play the Warriors yet, so we haven't seen this Bucks team in a seven-game series. So that's I, I don't really care. We just <laughs> are so good. I mean, we win without Giannis. Giannis was at sixty percent last night. We beat a playoff no, just, contending Kings that I needed think to win. The playoffs are it's different. It's different. And you know it's who different. was so good in the playoffs last year? Chris Middleton was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, you know who's not good in the playoffs? Giannis wasn't. Terry Bledsoe or Drew Bledsoe. <laughs> I was thinking Terry was here. Drew Bledsoe. Giannis wasn't amazing either, but I mean Giannis has obviously gotten better. Drew Blood or you messed me up. Eric <laughs> Eric Bledsoe really wasn't all that great for us in the regular season last year after we traded for him. He wasn't anything special. Like he was just there. I mean, I wanted Brogdon to start over Bledsoe last year. And this year, Bledsoe's been playing a lot better. I mean, Buden, we also didn't have Budenholzer. Who's just like and Giannis is shooting like forty percent from three the so past I, two months. I th- I just think the Celtics don't have really have a huge weakness that you can expose. So you give us twenty games to figure out these little chemistry issues. Once we figure it out, it's 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 a wrap. Also, I got one. one I have one thing not to put on record, but just to say the Raptors are plus zero wins at the same point in the season this thus far. Zero wins. So Kawhi traded for Demar Derozan has brought them zero more wins this. At this point this season. Yeah, they have not been... So they're going to get swept in the playoffs in round two. I mean, that's not really what that no, means. No, I don't, mean, I don't think that at all. I think that's that... A, that is an interesting stat. And their their record against the top four or five teams in the East right now is not great. I think it's like a little below 500. So uh, that's something interesting to note. You know who's not great against plus 500 teams on the road? Uh, the Celtics. Okay. They're, they're pretty bad against teams that are above 500 on the road, which will... Hopefully hurt him come playoff time when they have to play the Bucks well, in the Giannis conference has to, finals. When Giannis has to shoot a three in the playoffs. He won't. We'll see if... He hasn't had to shoot a three all season. Why would he have to in the playoffs? So why does he shoot threes? Because he's... Like he doesn't have to. I mean, because he's open. And he wants to. Because Giannis does, does what he wants. The Bucks don't scare me in the playoffs. They should, honestly. The only team that really scares me is the Raptors, actually. You really think the Raptors are more scary than the, the Bucks? Yeah. In what world? Um, I think I, I think the Bucks, have you seen Kyle Lowry in the playoffs? Yeah. Okay. I mean, like, 
No, no team in the East really scares me that much. But if if I if I had to say I don't want to face one, it's 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 the Raptors because I know what playoff Kawhi is like. And me personally, the team that I don't want to play is the Celtics. That's why I'm advocating for the Bucks to get second place so we can interesting tr- strategy play the Celtics at the later point in the in the playoffs and and be hopefully ready for you know we haven't won a playoff series with Giannis so I mean hopefully this is the year but mm-hmm. you, you know you never know so Pat that's that's really all the NBA that I that I want to talk about I mean that was a lot of NBA that I wasn't expecting yeah same um, but I, I just got something else I want to say it's basketball it's not NBA though first of all Xavier we're on a five-game winning streak. You're running the table. We're running the table right now. We just won at St. John's tonight. That's Beat, a Q1 win. That's a Q1 win, at, two in a row with Villanova at home. So I just want to say, this just this tweet just came from Joe Lenardi. Okay? He said, we have to be careful how we label Xavier. With their back-to-back wins over Villanova and St. John's, they're back on the bubble. They're back on the bubble? From Joe Lenardi. Lock it in. Xavier's going to the tournament. <laughs> Xavier's going to the tournament. And if Xavier's a 12 seed, guarantee so, yeah, they're in the... Elite eight. Elite, yeah, guarantee. Oh, also, want to hear another stat? Let's hear it, Nate. Give it to me. <clears throat> 2003. 2003. Xavier's a three seed. Highest seed in school history. Yep. Lost in the second round. Uh-huh. How far did we go in 2004? Oh, they were the one... Oh, not 2004. Elite eight. Correct. Okay. 20, 2016. Two seed. Highest seed in school history. Lost second round. Where'd you go How, next year? Where do we go next year? Elite eight. You know what happened 2018. in 2018? One seed. One Highest seed in school history. Lost in the history. second round. Yes. So you know what's going to happen next year? Elite eight. Elite eight. Lock we'll see you in the Elite eight. Lock it in. But um, this year we're going to the final four. So we're going to lock in you, or Xavier to the Elite eight. I'm not locking in Xavier to the Elite eight. I'm locking him into the tournament, though. You're locking him into the Elite eight? N- yeah, sure. Are Why you? Not? Yeah? No, I'm locking him into the tournament. If though. they make the tournament as a 12 seed, and let's say they have to play... I don't know who. Somebody. Yeah, somebody. Who? Who's going to win? Well, I mean, we'll probably win. Yeah, exactly. So, Elite Eight. <laughs> All right, fair. Xavier as an underdog might be the scariest team. I mean, Xavier as an underdog is more scary than the Celtics in the playoffs. No, you're actually right about that. Xavier as an underdog is like, if you, like, not, like, this is not me being, like, a fan right now. This is just facts. sheer facts. If you, if you're a high se- higher seed and you get Xavier... In the tournament, like, you're probably going to lose. <laughs> I, w- I honestly, like, I'm a Xavier fan myself. But I would agree. I, I mean, now, we have not played very well as the, as, as the high seed, which is where you have to make that transition if you want to be one of the best programs in the country. But that being said, um, it's a scary sight. Xavier. And Travis Steele might be the best coach in Xavier history one yeah, I mean, season in. Yeah, I think I think you can book that too. That he's better than Chris Mack. Would point. you really? No, I'm, I'm totally kidding no. about that. But, um, I mean, hey, all I know is it took Chris Mack ten tries to be Villanova, and only took Travis Steele two. So that's all we need to hear. That's all. I, that's all. That's really all. I mean, I need Xavier in the playoffs. I need a team to root for. Yeah, man. But I mean, that's all the basketball we got. There's nothing else. How's uh, how's Denison? Uh, you know, off season right now. So, I mean, just we haven't lost in a while, so that's good. Yeah, that's very good. So, all right, we'll we'll move on to something else here. All right, now we're gonna go into our phone call with with Ty Sponseller. Um, he gives us some insight in into why he chose to transfer to Elon. What went into that decision to transfer? Um, and then, of course, uh, what everybody wants to wants to hear, we we talk some movies, 
and uh, his insights is great as always. I mean, it's just the true. It's truth. It's the true review. The Ty's true review. All right, we're joined by new, newly acquired linebacker for Elon, Ty Sponseller. They just picked him up in free agency. It was a big signing. Uh, also does... Uh, runs the greatest movie review ca- account uh, I've ever seen. Ty, Ty Sponseller, he's been on before. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. Glad to be back on. How are you guys doing? We're great, man. Better that you're on now, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm so excited to have you back, Ty. We gotta get this thing back on. It's gotta be a, it's gotta be a weekly thing. I agree. It just kind of seemed like the podcast was missing something the past few weeks. Yeah, I mean, life happens. Yeah, that, absolutely. We gotta get it back on. All right, Ty. So as I uh, sort of uh, mentioned before, you're at, you're you were playing at UC now you're at Elon. Um, yes. You know, just kind of basic question. You know, how did what made you uh, decide to transfer to Elon? Um, and just really what went into that decision? Yeah. Um, I mean, it was definitely a tough decision. I, re- I mean, I really liked uh, I really liked UC. I loved going to school there and had a lot of good people there. It was cool. Um, it was a cool plan for my hometown team, but um, I think uh, you know, there was some, obviously some differences um, with uh, me and the coaching staff that we talked about. And um, So yeah, there's definitely some times the past year where I was kind of frustrated and uh, mm-hmm. basically came to the decision where um, you know, I probably only have two years left to ever play football again and I was going to do about all I was going to have the opportunity to do as far as uh, playing time at, at UC, and I kind of just decided that, um, you know, I wanted to go a different route and put myself in, uh, in a position to, mm-hmm. to kind of get more. So yeah. definitely a tough decision, but uh, I felt like it was one that, uh, that I needed to make, not only uh, just for football, but also just for kind of my like mental health I guess there was, yeah. there was definitely some things that happened that was that was pretty frustrating yeah, that makes but, no, sense. but uh why Elon um yeah so obviously my little brother has been committed to play here yeah um since like he was a sophomore in high school so I was I was very I was well aware uh, of Elon mm-hmm. and um, um for me to transfer if I were to transfer to another FBS school I would have to sit out of here Okay. And I, I definitely didn't want to do that, considering how I only have two years left. So I knew if I was going to make the move that I, I would I would go FCS. And um, Elon, I think, is like, I think for preseason, like eighth in the country. FCS, so it's good, it's good hey, football. All right. And, um, That's awesome. Yeah, I got, I got down here, and um, it was pretty pretty smooth process. Got talking to the coaches, got, the, got, um, got them some film from Cincinnati, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, it was a done deal pretty quick, so awesome, yeah, I've been man. down here for four weeks now, and uh, definitely an adjustment, but uh, it's going really well so far. Yeah, that's a, that's exciting, man. Um, so like you said, your brother, obviously stud baseball player, been committed there since his sophomore year. So did he kind of was like his commitment and his recruitment through Elon? How you got exposed to Elon and like looked into that for your transition to the FCS, or or what else played into that role too? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that definitely helped me be. Gotcha. So that that kind of helped with that, and I wanted to go to uh, 
Well, I knew I wanted to go to an FCS school. I, kind of, I wanted to go down south. I wanted to make sure that I was going to a good school, a good yeah. campus life, good environment. And so Elon kind of was, was perfect for all that because it's, it, it's kind of got everything as far as the football, the weather, and um, some uh, good campus life as well. Yeah, definitely. So as soon as you decided you, you wanted to, to transfer – were you thinking Elon already, or was or was JP trying to get you to come down there? Um, yeah, I mean, there was a couple, there was a couple schools I had in mind. It all happened super fast. Yeah. Um, to be honest with you, I mean, I w- I didn't, I didn't really know that I was going to transfer from UC until okay. about like, I don't know, maybe three weeks until it happened. There was just some things leading up to the end of the season where I, I, I kind of felt like it. Yeah. It. Uh, that that might be the route that I need to take, and then, um, yeah, it kind of just happened, happened super fast, and then, you know, there was a couple schools that I was talking to, um, Elon, obviously, one of the main ones, and I got down here on a visit, and mm-hmm. um, seemed like a good fit, and I kind of just jumped all over it. I didn't have a whole lot of time, because I wanted to make sure that I got in, got into a place that following semester, and make sure that yeah. I get in the weight room with the guys, and then, um, right ready to go for spring ball so it was a very okay. quick process definitely definitely a couple weeks in between that time yeah yeah but, that, uh, from the time I, uh, that i transferred to uh, to finally committing mm-hmm. to you yeah it's definitely probably a little crazy just going to one school and then you know one up. pretty much one day you're at, the, you're at a different school the same school you're in yeah. everything so yeah it is yeah, crazy. pretty crazy um you still rocking number 40 I'm not sure what I'm going to be in. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure yet. All right. Hopefully I can get something a little lower. Okay. Uh, So, obviously, you're a big movie review guy. Have you been able to find a a nice movie theater, a nice place to watch films down in down at Elon? I did. I did find one that's only about five minutes away from my apartment, and uh, it's still discounts, which is a huge plus. Huge. That's big time. That's, that's a good point. So, this is just kind of ignorance on my part, but what city, is Elon, is that a city, or what city is it located in? Yeah, it is. It's, okay. uh, I guess the, the uh, most major city is by Greensboro. Okay, gotcha. And then it's about uh, 30 or so, it, it's kind of, it sits right by everything. It's, it's like less than an hour away from Chapel Hill, gotcha. um, from Duke, from Wake Forest, it's, it's, Gotcha, man. Well, congrats on the move. Definitely, definitely will be following you just the same as before. Awesome, um, thanks, man. Yeah. So let's let's get into some movies, man. Let's do it. Wait, right. before we start talking to actual movies, uh, obviously UC football they embraced Ty's true review. Has has Elon football embraced it the way UC did? Yeah. <laughs> 
mm-hmm. a little bit of talk about it, but uh, I don't know if they if they fully feel it the way that I want them to. So. Right. I mean, that might take a while, but at the end of the day, this is a great opportunity. It's a new market. Um, all about building a brand. Absolutely, yeah. dude. It's all about the expansion. Exactly. exactly. Taking it down south. <laughs> so, we all... We all saw, you know, the whole country basically saw the list that Shaner and Sam put out today. Yes. The Pixar movies. Okay, I just want to know, what are your, what were your general thoughts? Uh, what stood out to you on that? Because I'm like, I'm a huge Disney guy, like, live and die. So, like, that, I, I kind of had, had some issues with that list. Yeah, um, let, let me go, I'm, I'm trying to pull it up right now so I can get a, no, but, uh, absolutely. My, my first initial thought when looking at it was uh, was I thought Nemo was too low. Mm-hmm. Um, first off, that's a that's a tough that's a tough ranking list it to make. You know, it all it those definitely movies is. are so good. But yeah, all right, I gotta pull up right now. All right, up it, I think up's really good. I don't think I'd have it three. Agreed. Agreed. Maybe I need I probably need to freshen up on it though. I haven't seen it in a while. Do you um, think Do you think Toy Story two is number one? Ah, uh, see, I would have put Toy Story. Number one, just the yeah. I, I mean, all the Toy Stories are really good. Again, I mean, I probably would, would need to freshen up on them. I, I think Toy Story is probably the best Pixar thing ever. Yeah, agreed. In my opinion, um, I mean, Toy Story three was really good too. Mm-hmm. But looking at this now, yeah, I'm not a huge Wally guy either. Right, I, I saw Wally top up. ten, and I was just upset, honestly. I think Wally is a good movie, but I thought Cars. I think Cars should be above Wally. I yeah, think they, they really. Monsters really Inc. got shafted. Mm-hmm. Monsters Inc. Uh-huh. Is, is is borderline top five in my opinion. I, I, I agree. agree. Monsters Inc. up there. Incredibles I think is up there. Mm-hmm. Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo is way too low too. And yeah. Finding Dory. I thought both of those were phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. And well, also um, Coco. I, yeah, really Coco's good. great. I haven't I, seen I mean, Coco, I but I saw a lot of heat top from. Five, but I, I think it's definitely a top ten. Oh, this is this is tough. You got Ratatouille. Ratatouille is solid. That's a good one. That's but. a good one. Yeah, I I feel I thought it was an interesting move to rank. Did all Toy Story movies get ranked in the top five? Yeah, yeah. So you got so, Toy Story two of one, Toy Story the original at number two, and then Toy Story three of four. Yeah. So I just thought that was, I mean, I think you can definitely make that case. Like like, that's it's respectable. But I just would have uh, gave him the slight edge to. You know, Monsters Inc. or Finding Nemo, just yeah. on the fact in Incredibles of being, you know, a, an original movie in, in a different, uh, a different series, I guess. No, I'm definitely. I think, I think Incredibles or Monsters Inc. One of them at least has to be in the top three, yeah. at least. I, I completely agree. All right. I'm and good. then Wally at six, I think, is a little. That's. I think that's pushing it. I feel like Chain had to be pushing for Wally there. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I never understood the Wally hype. I thought it was Bugs, good. We got it's, a Bugs Life at seven, which is classic. Bugs Life is pretty. Awesome. I'm a big Bugs yeah. Life guy. Yeah, and that one, that one came out when we were really, really young. Yeah. So that's, yeah. No, that's good. It, again, this is a tough. This is a pretty tough it list. Is, it is. Shout yeah. out to them for oh, for for that. putting it together. Yeah, no, I really appreciate it. They sent me this. Said we put we put it together and I thought it was awesome and I was like hey can I put this out there I think a lot of people will be into this and mm-hmm. um, want to give their feedback so really good idea by them. Are yeah. you are you gonna try and make your own top twenty? Uh, yeah, I, I've always think think about um, different ideas of 
kind of how to the, what I'm trying to do with Tyson Ruby now is I'm trying to get it more interactive with people, not just only, you know, my thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's kind of my favorite thing about movies is everyone perceives things differently mm-hmm. based off different life experiences or Definitely. You know, just, just personality. So I'm trying to do stuff that uh, kind of opens up to get people to share their own thoughts. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Probably going to start doing more guest reviews as well, but no, this some stuff like this list, anything that ca- causes a conversation is is definitely what I'm trying to promote. That's a good point. Um, so Ty, what what movies are what's what's relevant in the movie world today? And uh, you got any specific movie you want to talk about? Yeah. Um, so I keep reading about this uh, this movie called Fight. Oh, I, I did see the previews for that. Yeah, and it's, it's, I kind of saw the trailer for it a couple months back, and I was kind of just like, eh, but the ratings it's getting is, uh, you can't really ignore, I mean, this, yeah. this, this movie's getting some, some really good ratings. Um, right. This, this year has honestly been pretty poor for movies so far, I was reading something somewhere that's like the lowest the box office has been mm-hmm. in a long time, because nothing's really came out. But, yeah, I was um, just thinking that. thoughts on the, the Disney uh, live actions coming out here soon? The, the Lion King? Yeah, Lion King, Aladdin, oh. Dumbo, they're all... They're all oh, they're Lion King and Aladdin, yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be awesome. I think I saw that... Uh, what is it? Isn't Will Smith the genie? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, think, I think both of those should be... Automatic should be really classic, good, and I, I think a lot of people will definitely be going to see them. Yeah. Yes. Zodiac is on yeah. Netflix now. Very, very, very good movie. I think give it a nine point two. I just watched yeah. that for the first time recently. You watch it? Yes. Yeah, like I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, Incredibles two is on there now. Okay. Um, Departed with a high nine for me. Um, American Gangster with uh, Denzel Washington. Okay. Really good. Uh, Heller High Water. I just watched that the other night. Have you seen that? Which one? Hell or High Water. I just watched that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I thought it was real. I think I gave it like an 8.2. I thought, yeah. it was, I thought that was really good. It was good. Another one that, I, that really, I, I know I tweet a lot about it, that really stuck with me was, it's called Blue Valentine. Yeah, I did see, Ryan I saw your tweets about that. Yeah, Yeah, I, I encourage you guys to check it out. It's a, it's a good movie. It's a, it's a really good movie. But I was just, it stuck with me more than mm-hmm. most movies do. Okay. Like, after you watch it, you'll probably be like, yeah, that was good. But then uh, I, everyone I've talked to that's seen it, it really impacts them. So definitely check out Blue Valentine. But, yeah, right. there's some there's some good stuff on Netflix right now. So cool. what do I say? Zodiac, um, American Gangster, Hell or High Water, Incredibles 2, The Departed, mm-hmm. and uh, Blue Valentine are all very high-quality films on yeah. Netflix right now. Ty, have, have you seen the Kill Bill movies? Yeah, me and my roommates just watched uh, both of those recently. Those are they're pretty good movies. Are they? 
Yeah, yep. Ty, have you, seen that movie. Have, have you seen What Happened to Monday? It's Netflix. Oh, I saw that as well. It's, it's really good. I really liked it a lot. Yeah. It was, uh, it was a little different, but uh, I liked the plot, and I thought it was really, I thought it was really good. All right. Ty, yeah, yeah, I, I, a lot of people have, have talked to me about that one. I need to check it out. Ty, we need to have a we need to have a just a one on one conversation sometime soon because uh, over winter break I got to stay on campus with with nobody uh, nobody else there and and I watched uh, a pretty unhealthy amount of movies this winter so um, yeah yeah I'd love to just talk to talk to you about some of them there's some oh absolutely find some hey, gems that's that's not unhealthy at all man <laughs> <laughs> good for you all right Ty before we uh, before we let you go here. Obviously, pick and roll report, big sports podcast. Um, we're huge Reds fans here. Oh I got gosh, the Reds, and I got the Reds in the playoffs. We're looking like the best team in baseball right now with the acquisitions <laughs> we're making. We got the best player in Joey Vada. What are your thoughts on the season? Got to get your opinion. I'm hyped for it. This is as excited that I've been for a Reds season. Yes. In, in a couple of years. Um, yeah, I just think there's there's a lot of excitement. We got the big thing that we've needed is, is pitching, and we made some moves there, and then I, I think. Blue League is obviously exciting. Uh, camp, it, 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 they're just, they're, it's just, they're just a lot of excitement. And I, we got a lot of young guys that I, I think that have performed well. When you're talking about yeah. someone like Suarez, and those guys are going to keep getting better. And I mean, even if you wa- watch the Reds last year, I know their record's not very good, but you, if you really watch them, you can kind of tell you know this team's not that far off. Right. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I. I'm I'm expecting I, I'm expecting a good year. Definitely be an entertaining team to watch. Yeah. But uh, yeah, if they could if they could get back to the playoffs this year, I think I think that'd be huge. Yeah, I'm, I agree. That's, I'm, the, one, that's the one thing that 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 uh, kind of stinks about not being at Cincinnati. So I, yeah. I was only like ten minutes away from Great American Ballpark. And right. I go to games all the time. So that's I'm gonna miss that. Yeah. yeah, Patch and I just planned out our six game package tonight. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, we got it. We're making an appearance at the Asiel Puig Bobblehead Night. Absolutely. It's a must, must attend. Um, Pick and Roll Reports inviting everybody. We're not giving anyone free tickets, but we're inviting anyone to join us. Uh-huh. Yeah, dude, um, I'll probably get a, I'll probably get a break at some time in the all summer. Right. I'll, I'll, hopefully, we can, uh, maybe we can all go down and catch a game together. Absolutely, that'd be, awesome. that'd be splendid. All right, so I think that's all we got for you, man. All right, um, We really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, man. Um, uh, I'll talk to you later. We'll, we'll, we'll try to keep this thing going. Absolutely. Uh, Definitely, try to keep bro. this going uh, more, more frequently. I'll try to see some stuff in theaters coming up. There's just mm-hmm. not a whole lot out right now yeah. that I felt it's worth spending the money on. But, uh, Understandable. No, I appreciate it, guys. Yeah, man. For sure. Talk to you later. All right. Take care. All right. With the MLS season... Upon us on Saturday, we're gonna we're gonna preview the FCC. Um, I basically roast patch here and just just school him on soccer knowledge, and it's great. Um, so yeah, FCC is basically uh, gonna win the cup this year. Give it a listen. I believe he is the best player on our team. Um, his nickname is Tico Conte for. Uh, Costa Rican N'Golo Conte. If you don't know who N'Golo Conte is, he plays for Chelsea. He's one of the best center defensive mids in the league. Um, read up a lot about Alan Cruz. 
Um, he's really aware of danger around him when he's uh, when he's controlling the ball in the center defensive mid. He's great at uh, facilitating the ball from the defense up to the forwards. And uh, he's just a really fast player, really athletic, 22 years old. Um, he got interest um, from five other MLS teams as well as some teams in Europe. FC Cincinnati was lucky enough to snag him. And I think he's a name that not enough people are talking about. And he's going to be, if he plays well, I think our team is going to be um, one of the best teams in the MLS, honestly. And another guy that uh, I think a lot of people are overlooking after a great season he had last year is uh, Emmanuel Ledesma. Played for uh, FCC last year, was the USL MVP, like far and beyond was the best player in the USL. Um, we also, FCC had the best record that USL has ever had. Um, we had the most points, and Ledesma was a big part of that. He, uh, he was great at scoring goals, assisting goals, just creating great plays on the attacking half, and uh, he's a guy that I think is going to be great. Um, so looking at the starting lineup, it looks like we might be doing a uh, like a 3-4-1 kind of, or a 5-2-2-1. Two, two, um, nobody's really sure exactly how it's... I usually go with like a... I mean... You know, in Dream League, I'm kind of like a 4-3-2-1 type of guy. I'm a big 4-3-2-1 guy myself. However, um, being so defensive, we're mm -hmm. going to start three center backs and then have Alvis Powell and Greg Garza, who are great. They can play on the wing, but they're also going to be outside backs that nice. just attack a ton because they're so fast and great control of the ball. And then we're going to have Alan Cruz and uh, Leonardo Bertone in the center. Um, and then we got Roland Lama and Ledesma out wide, but however, Ledesma might not play with the acquisition of Kakutamane. And then we got our big man, Fernando Adi, up top. Um, I'm excited to see what the uh, what the lineup is, is going to be like come Saturday. That's just my prediction with uh, Shemishlov Titon in goal. Um, just a fun name to say right there. Um, you know, we got two tough opponents to start the season with uh, Seattle and Atlanta. Atlanta being the reigning MLS Cup champs. Um, but I believe going home, um, even if we're 0-2, that, that home home game is going to be a lock for a win. We're going to win our first home game. Um, so being 1-2, and two, uh, playing three great opponents to start is something to be proud of. However, if I had to predict it, I'd say we're going to go 1-1-1. One, one, and one. I uh, really don't see ourselves beating Atlanta. They're just so, so solid, even though they did lose one of their best players. I just don't think that we could uh, – we're going to be – at that level, especially with uh, kind of a slow preseason that we had, we didn't look too great against Columbus Crew in our last game. Yeah. Um, but, you know, having that tough schedule early on, I believe, is really good for us because uh, a lot of teams, they could start slow. They could have guys still nurse, like being injured. We're going to be at our like healthiest, essentially, and hopefully. Um, so I think having those tough games to start and having the easier games, kind of the home games in the latter half of our season, could benefit us a ton having that home like field advantage push. to make the playoff push, exactly. Um, but I'm just going to keep saying it. I've said it every single podcast for three weeks straight. Alan Cruz is going to be our best player. I'm sold on that guy. We also just got a new guy from the U.S. men's national team. I believe his last name is Saif. Um, I'm not sure. It's not official yet. Um, okay. He's not on the roster yet. We haven't officially made it. So he's not going to play Saturday. There's no chance. Um, but... He is a uh, attacking mid, I believe, and that is what FCC is lacking is attacking. Uh, with just Fernando Adi being our lone goal scorer, we don't have a guy that we can go to every single game and, and you know, ask him to produce goals for us like, like let's say, the Columbus Crew have with um, Giassi Zardes or LAFC or, or, or I mean, um, LA Galaxy with Zlatan, um, Toronto with Josie Altidore. Um, but I mean, the season's hopefully going to be exciting, He's, regardless uh, of what happens. Yeah, Pat, you really, you really getting me hyped up here. So yeah, it's better to live up to the hype. So I have to say, it, it's gonna. Um, I'm intrigued oh. to see if Zlatan will play at Cincinnati. 
Um, he doesn't really like to play on turf, which is what Cincinnati has, which a lot of teams, they practice on grass. They're not going to be used to the turf, which could benefit okay, us even more. Hold, yeah, if they want to hold out their best players, that's um, fine with me. does what he wants. Right. Um, I'm not sure if you saw in the preseason videos, they asked one word to describe their game, and Zlatan said God because um, mm-hmm. he thinks he is God. He is. Uh-huh. Um, so is that a Sebastian guy on Chicago? Oh, Schweinsteiger. Schweinsteiger. Yes, he is. Okay, easy dub then for us that game. We actually tied them preseason. That guy's trash, dude. He's kind of washed now, I'm not going to lie. Uh, when we played him, he was great. I just called it early. You did. You you were, were kind of like the LeBron haters. They're calling him trash now, no. washed now. Um, five washed. years in I advanced. watched the game with my own eyes. He just didn't care because he's already solidified himself as one of the best defensive mids in the world ever. Um, yeah, that's not true. But a guy it's like Alan, Alan Cruz is going to come in and show him what a real true. center defensive mid is like. Um, but, Nate, I just bought a jersey, um, so it's blank. Uh, do you think I should get Alan Cruz on my jersey now that I'm officially on his hype train? Yeah, I absolutely do. Uh, who, who are you going to get? Justin Hoyt, number 32? I think I am, yeah. He's, he's, he's a Cincinnati favorite at this point. He's been uh, playing on the USL team. You know, he's my favorite player. I mean, before the addition excited, of Alvis Powell, I think he could have started for us. Also, might get a Waston jersey if, he, if he's really... I mean, he's the captain. He's our... Yeah. The, the team and coaches picked that. Um, there you go. He's a guy that's going to be a leader. He was uh, one of the biggest acquisitions we had, um, especially with a guy that was a captain for a World Cup squad um, this past summer. He's uh, definitely going to be important for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm hoping Forrest Lasso gets some playing time. That'd be interesting to me. And then another guy... That we got from FC Dallas, Victor Uloa, um, center defensive mid. He could also come in and play instead of uh, uh, Leonardo Bertone, or we could just mix up our whole lineup. I'm not entirely sure what's going to go on, but he's a, he had a bad year last year. But, um, I mean, a lot of guys are looking to come to Cincinnati and have a bounce back year and then stay here because we have the best fan base in MLS. Love it. <laughs> All right, we got an interesting uh, little would-you-rather for you guys, so uh, just make sure you check it out. All right, Nate, starting off real, real tough here. It's a pretty tough question, I'll, I will admit. We've had a bad week last week, but we're trying and to get better. I think this is two – we're on two bad weeks in a row. I two think, bad weeks point. in a row, but, uh, I mean, it's just going to be tough. We're going to have to we're gonna have to will our way. Um, I mean, I hope our opinions are correct because mm-hmm. we're not going to just try and – be exciting for the show, like no, other, yeah, yeah. other sports shows that are out there. <laughs> Colton Coward and all of Stephen A. Smith. Um, but, um, so, would you rather never be able to touch anyone again or never be able to talk to anyone ever again? This is easy for me. I would never be able, I would rather never be able to talk to anyone again. Uh, for me, I'd rather never be able to touch anyone again. That's crazy. Oh. That is crazy. I can just put a blanket bro. in between. You're still touching. Nope, Nope, I'm touching touching touching. the blanket. Well, then you're touching the floor that's touching somebody else. So if you want to go by that knowledge, no. And you can can use sign language. I don't know. It doesn't even matter. You're just communicating. It's because you can't hear it. It doesn't matter. I don't know. I like talking. It ain't ain't no problem. There would be no more pick and roll report with uh, with never being able to talk again. So I guess I know where your priorities are. We would video it with sign language, bro. (sighs) That's tough. It is what it is, though. All right. Um, so what do we click? We got to rock, paper, scissors. This. We have to rock, paper, scissors. All, All right. right. I take the win. So never be able to touch, correct? Correct. That's what you're saying. 57-43. I am correct. 
Uh, so would you rather date someone 10 years older than you or date someone 10 years younger? For me, it's got to be 10 years older. I am 21 years old, not trying to date an 11-year-old. <laughs> not trying to date an 11-year-old. Uh, I mean, yeah, if we're, are we going by that? Like, I mean, right what, yeah, what do you mean? Okay, that's fair. You th- so you're saying older? Yeah. 66, 34, that's pretty easy. Would you rather find your parents are secretly spies or find your parents are secretly aliens? I feel like we've had this. I think we have had this, so skip. Let's skip it. Um, it was spies. Um, I, I, would, I would like that as well. <laughs> um, would you rather get up right now and start running a mile or wait until tomorrow and run three miles? Um, right now and run a mile? Yeah, I, I believe Easy. so. That's a lot. Uh, yeah, I mean, why not? 65-35. We're, <laughs> We're on a roll, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, we got to add. Have to choose the best breakfast. Wishbone. Wishbone. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Wishbone. Ooh, your life, your choice. Continue playing. So download Wishbone. Uh, they paid us for the, to say that, but it's a great app. Would you rather truth or dare? For I'm me, all, this is I'm dare. I'm a truth guy. Okay, I'm a dare guy. I like to get into feelings and... I do too. Tough so I mean, like honestly, I am a truth guy, but I just was feeling dare right there. So, so not... we'll answer this honestly. I mean, you can't. You just, just said in... you just talked about how you were in the moment. Okay, I was a if dare we're guy. Truth or dare? What do you What are you normally picking? I'm normally picking truth. So then you got to go truth. We lost. We lost. That was tough. Yeah. I told. I was just feeling dare. In but the I moment, had I to. Ke- I had to hold you accountable. And that's why we're. That's why we bring on guys like Ty's True Review. We're just holding each other accountable. Yeah, absolutely. We're a truthful podcast. We uh, we love our network. We love our uh, fans. Um, check out the Clubhouse podcast. Uh, check out um, Ty's True Review. Um, you know, check out Big Ben Haller's rap, mm-hmm. raps, and uh, you know, go check out the Mason comments Friday night against I'll be Milford. There. Pick and roll will be half a pick and roll will be in the building. Um, you want to go Instagram live during the game? I will. I'll go live and invite me. Bet. All right, we're we're going live. Betty Watt during the game. Um, but I mean, that's all we got for you. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. You know, yep. that was a little pick. That was a little roll. And this is the pick and roll report.